All right, what's up, H-Town? Joey Wyatt here, and I am not here with Lance Edwards today. Uh, We are doing something a little different. My man Lance Edwards is out on the road, back-roading it up through the streets of Texas. What's going on, Lance? That's right, man. Uh, You know, I'm just hanging out, doing some Texas time traveling, as Corey Morrow used to say back in the day. That song was circa 1998. (laughs) Oh, yeah, brother. And I'm excited for this interview, actually, because we are not sitting next to each other for the first time uh, in Houston Holla history. We're playing with our new toy here. We got this new mixer. It's friggin' awesome. We can record from wherever. And so I think we're going to be able to push out a few more episodes to you guys uh, than we would have been able to before. Lance did get a new job, so he's going to be out on the road tonight. So we can probably expect a few more of these call-in interviews. And today I wanted to talk about, we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL draft, throwing a little bit of Astros and Rockets, of course, but we do have the draft coming up Thursday night. And as usual, uh, as in recent years, the Texans do not have a first or second round pick. It seems like the last like three, four, five drafts with the minus Deshaun Watson, you know, we have not had a pick in the first round. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out this year. Yeah, I mean, who are they going to draft? I mean, what, I mean, not person. I don't care about the person. I'm just saying, what are they going to go after? Are they even going to make a move tomorrow night? Is Cal sitting on his thumbs? Is Jack Easterby, you know, preaching at Sunday night or Wednesday night Bible study? Like, what's going on with these guys? Are they actually going to make a move? Um, Nick Casario, I mean, come on. Is, is he going to make a change? Do we have some deal in the works? Maybe Deshaun goes to New England knowing that he's not going to play this year and Cam's already signed for 14 mil. I don't know. What's going to happen? I have no clue. Nah, dude, I don't see anything happen, happening with Deshaun Watson. I don't think any of these teams that have anywhere near uh, a pick that's worth it are going to take a risk on a guy that might not ever, if he faces criminal charges, he might not ever play another snap in the NFL. So uh, what's, so what's the risk? So tell me, what what exactly is the risk? Did he beat anybody? No. He, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Like, what is the true risk? I mean, the legal impl- ramifications are going to be maybe some kind of sex assault at the max, and then it's going to be, uh, you know, the judge has to prove it. Was it really this, or was he being taken advantage of by a network of women? Like, I, look, Deshaun Watson has no past, and he won't have any character issues in the future. I just firmly believe that Deshaun Watson is going to ball out and win an MVP and maybe win a championship. The question is, could it be with the Texans? Likely not, knowing the history. But will it be with somebody else? He's going to win at some point in time, Joey. I have faith in Deshaun Watson. He is my quarterback, you know? (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong, man. I I love the kid. I love the product he puts out on the field. But obviously, there are a lot of questions that are unanswered right now. And... There has been something going around the rumor mill that, you know, if he faces criminal charges, he could be facing a lifetime ban from the NFL. If any of these charges at all, one out of the 100 million charges he has against him turn into criminal, he might never play another snap in the NFL. So right now there's a lot of unanswered questions. We still don't know what's happening with that. Now, I have been reading a little bit over the last couple of days, and I just started doing my draft research because, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, neither of us have really yeah. kept up with the NFL draft this year. Right. Um, no, there's been a little bit lots of room. Of, lots of quarterbacks, right? Lots yeah. of quarterbacks. Yeah. And actually, Trey Lance is jumping Justin Fields in the prospect rankings. A Division two quarterback out of North Dakota State is being rumored to go number three overall to San Francisco, and they have vocally said that – 
we like this kid. We like this kid over Justin Fields. So, um, you know, so whoever gets so I'm just gonna say whoever gets Justin Fields is a steal because the last time a North Dakota State quarterback jumped over everybody, well, he got injured and got replaced, and a backup guy won the Super Bowl, and that's Carson Wentz with Nick Foles. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz is the last guy to be that. You know, I mean Trey Lance. You know, good luck to him. I don't wish any will ill towards him, but you know, do you want the athlete or do you want? The guy that's the pocket passer that can make the throw. Yeah, his division. It's all about your your scheme. Division two for a reason. Now, I have seen a couple of scenarios thrown out there in which Nick Casario tries to work something out with the Cleveland Browns. It is a little bit of a reach, but in a few different articles I've read, Cleveland is the only team at all named in some kind of possible trade with the Texans, and that would be the Texans trading their 67th overall third-round pick with a 2022 first-round pick to Cleveland to move up to number 26 in the draft. And I don't know if that would be worth it. Is there going to be anybody in that first 32 that is going to be worth it for the Texans to take a risk on losing a first-round pick next year? Uh, So obviously, we have glaring holes all over the field. We need DBs. We need DNs. We basically need an entire defense, you know? So what are these guys going to do? Are they going to try and make a move and? In my opinion, Nick Casario has been extremely aggressive, and I know we all gave him a little flat coming in, even though we knew absolutely nothing about him other than he was another New England Patriots reject, but he's been very aggressive so far in the offseason, and I do think he's going to try. Uh, I don't know if anything's going to play out, but I do think he's going to try to make something happen, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, wouldn't you want to pick the brain of, say, one Tom Brady, just to ask him his thoughts? on Nick Casario as he dealt with him over two decades. I mean, does anybody want to reach out to an actual player and do some reporting here in the city of Houston? I don't know. You and I don't have access. We just have our opinions. But I'd actually like to see what people in front offices, what other players think, whether it's a negative opinion or not. I mean, you can interview somebody, Joey, and get the impression real quick. I don't want to say nothing bad about nobody, right? Or, uh, yeah, man, he was a great personality, great person to work with. Like, nobody has a feel for this guy. It's, it's a game behind the games. And I'm going to go back to the rumor mill with Deshaun, right? We don't know if he's going to be around or not. Yeah. Do you trust anything in the media? Do you trust any of those rumors? I don't trust any of those rumors. It's all just talk. It's sexy writing. It's headline writing. And it's only meant to get the click. You clicked it, you read it, I ignore it. But you clicked it, and there's a lot of people like you. I used to click it. I don't click it anymore. Click it or tick it while you're driving around Texas. <laughs> and you know, I feel the same way. Any Anything that I have seen, any kind of article that I've seen pop up on Twitter or Facebook that has Deshaun Watson's name or picture on it, I have not read. I have not clicked on it at all. I'm kind of right. just, turn on the TV, See Deshaun Watson. Turn on the radio. Hear Deshaun Watson. Get on Facebook. Oh, no, Deshaun Watson. And I absolutely have not paid attention to any of it because uh, I am still a little upset and hurt by it. And I just I don't I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. I just want to think about football, man. So, you know, it's no, I don't trust the media, but we just don't know what's going to happen, man. It's such a touchy subject for so many reasons. So I just don't right. know. Well, all, all I can say is. <laughs> I will not watch the NFL again if Deshaun Watson never plays another down. I, I will be 100% done if you're going to let Ray Rice back on the field, which you're not going to let Deshaun Watson back on the field. No, That's Ray, just my opinion. Ray Rice got a lifetime ban. He never saw a football field again. Lifetime but ban. He get his, I thought he got his money, though. Did he not? 
I, I don't I don't know. I think they they settled out as some kind of deal. But on that note, Alvin Kamara two years ago, uh, he was on camera in the same kind of situation outside of a elevator in a hotel, kicking a woman in the face while she was laying on the ground. And he's still playing football right now. Alvin Kamara. That was Alvin Kamara, guys, one of the best running backs in the league. And nobody talks about that anymore. He was on camera in an elevator kicking the shit out of a woman in her face. And he's still playing NFL football right now. So, you know, of course, that's a little bit of a different circumstance. Sexual assault, physical assault, those are two completely different things. But, you know, we've got two days left to see if anything happens with Deshaun Watson in this draft. And that's what this is about. Is anything going to happen with Deshaun Watson in the draft? And I just don't know. I have no idea. Now, if... If we do move up in that crazy Cleveland scenario, which I don't think they're going to give that up. If we move up uh, in that scenario, number 26, in those five players going from 24 to 29 that we would assume would still be available, you got four cornerbacks there. Four really good DBs, and I think that is the most glaring hole on the field for the Houston Texans. we got Asante Samuel Jr. We got J.C. Horn. We got... Levi Onwuzuriki, sorry out there, dude. I, I don't know how to pronounce that. And we've got, who else we got here? We've got Greg Newsom. So we've got four first-round quality DBs right there that the Texans could take a shot at. And who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? All of the mock drafts that I have seen and heard have the Texans taking a defensive end uh, with their first pick. Of course, that falls to the third round. So if they move up to the first round, I think some needs some needs would change there. So, you know, we'll see what happens, man. I, I just don't know. Yeah. Sorry. I'm reading. I was doing some research so we could be accurate on our show. More accurate than, you know, a third of the media you hear around the city of Houston. You know, I did kind of get confused. I was thinking Kareem Hunt as well. He had his own deal, right? Yeah. Where he shoved and kicked a woman in Cleveland, um, and he continued to play. Um, or he's playing now. Anyway, bottom line is, just do what's right, right? I mean, that's that's the character can't be judged, and maybe you get caught up in the moment. Um, but long long story short is Deshaun Watson will impact the game of football somehow with a positive note moving forward. And if he doesn't, then I'll have to eat crow, right? Um, but if, at the same time, if he can't be forgiven and allowed to play, you know, <laughs> then I might have to be done with the NFL. They can't be a they can't be uh, a double edged sword with all the agendas that they push on a national level, and then doing this to people and not giving them you know second chances in a, in a sense. But we don't even know how guilty or not guilty Deshaun is. Um, Texas wise though, cornerback position, it seems like every single year we talk about they need one or two corners. Isn't it crazy? Like it, it, it's like a turnover city. Right, there's what's other than Aaron Glenn and uh, who just Jonathan Jackson and then Kareem Jonathan uh, JJ and then Kareem Jackson, right? Have, have we is there anybody that's been with us more than three or four years? Dante Robinson, baby, he was a beast. Dante yeah, Robinson, he was such a high draft. I feel like did, did, did we let him after six years or seven years though? We drafted him out of South Carolina, correct? And yeah. then he kind of beasted it up, and then we kind of just let him walk. 
Yeah, they let him walk. And, you know, he, he went to Atlanta and had a great career. Uh, I absolutely loved that guy. I, I missed watching Jonathan him Joseph, play. Jonathan Joseph, by the way, not Jackson. Jonathan yeah, Joseph. Yeah, sorry. Jonathan Joseph. It's all good, man. So I can't say I agree with you on that Deshaun front. If he's guilty at all, he he needs to probably never play another snap in the NFL. And it sucks to say, but that's how I feel about, about his situation. Uh, right. And, it, you know, I love the kid, so we can agree to disagree there. If he's guilty at all for any of these accusations, he should not play another down of NFL football guys and that's the way i feel about it you know maybe i missed something you know i'll say this joey it's I will the court of public opinion man so until no, no 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 no, i have not read through all of the allegations yeah. or police affidavits so i don't know i do not know the extent of what he has done but if it was in the set anyway it, it, i would have to read through all that maybe before i should completely form my opinion yeah um but there's been a lot of people over a lot of years that have made a lot of mistakes in a lot of professional sports. And, you know, I'm not saying that this is any better or any worse or, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I just think that he does deserve some kind of chance, even if he does, you know, maybe he's got to do the time that he's got to do. It's all in a judge's hand if it goes to a court, obviously. You know, nobody's going to be, nobody's going to be given special, um, what do you call it? Treatment just because they are who they are because they can throw a football 80 yards downfield. I understand that. And you know, I agree. And none of the allegations infer any kind of penetration or anything like that. Sorry. That's a little vulgar, I guess for a podcast. that's That's the word everybody's using though. I mean, it's 2021, you know, you can't say sex, but you can say penetration. Keep going. Yeah. You know, and, and nothing that I've read anyway, I could be wrong. There has not been any kind of evidence of penetration and I'm, I'm, I'm not condoning it by any means, you know, and so far there's no criminal charges, but if the dude was laying on a massage table, you know, he got aroused and he was like, Hey, touch me. You know, it, it, once they say no, that means no. If a woman tells you no, that means no. And, you know, but if that's all it is, he definitely probably deserves to play football again. Pay the lady, pay her off to Sean. Get it over with, and let's move on with your life, dude. You're probably going to receive some kind of suspension, and I just want everyone to know that I don't condone this at all, and I don't think Lance does either. So I don't want anyone to take any of this the wrong way. We no, are, no, 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 no. We are strictly we're talking. talking in the, we're talking football. In the sense of we're the draft. It's here. Yeah. yeah, we're talking in the sense of like this is what you have to deal with because what if you really wanted to do? What if you actually have some value for him? It's, it's all about how it works in the draft. I mean. Yeah, and we are not talking. We're talking football. Give me a poll question. Would you get rid of Deshaun today if he had no charges against him for a trade of draft pick? Absolutely not. Exactly. All right. And yeah, we are talking strictly football here, guys. We are not talking about uh, personal issues or the way we feel about things. And so that's that's our opinion on the Deshaun Watson matter, I guess. And, you know, we'll see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, we can go ahead and wrap Deshaun. I don't want to upset anybody. If we're talking strictly football, he's one of the best in the game. If he messed up, he deserves to pay for it. And I'll leave it at that. All right, so we do have the NFL draft coming up. I think we all know who's going number one overall. We got Trevor Lawrence obviously going to Jacksonville. They've basically already put his name on his locker. And then we got Panay Sewell. And Panay Sewell is probably going to go number two or three overall. He's too good not to. And a guy I wanted to talk about a little bit, even though he has no Houston ties at all, Kyle Pitts. He could go number two or three. And he's a freaking tight end, guys. The guy's a beast. And he absolutely deserves uh top five draft status and you know justin fields i've seen is falling a little more on people's boards i guess they're saying that the raw athletic ability is there uh the the talent is there but 
he's not great with the playbook. He has trouble reading a playbook, I guess, and maybe going through his check downs and his reads. He's having trouble with his wide receiver routes, and that's why that's why Trey Lance has jumped Justin Fields on a lot of teams' radars. So we'll see what happens there. I, I'm excited about the draft, even though I haven't kept up with it. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, progression is everything. Memorizing the plays is a lot. I mean, you watch it on um, Hard Knocks, right? Yeah. <laughs> How much extra homework and overtime these quarterbacks put in. I mean, you, you got to memorize 16 defensive schemes, I guess 17 defensive schemes now, you know? It's a different story in the NFL. In high school and college, you can rely on your athletic ability to win you the game. I mean, the kid just won a national championship. So obviously he's talented, but at that next level, you need your brain. You need your brain. Your athletic ability is just not going to do it 100% for you. So very excited to watch the draft this Thursday, guys. Even though we haven't talked about it much or kept up with it, it's coming up. And the, the closer it gets, the more excited about it I definitely am. So... So I'm going to let you watch the draft. Yeah. And then it's on Thursday, right? Yeah. And then when we pot up on uh, Sunday, I'll let you tell me all about it. How about that? All right, there we go, man. Yeah, that's cool with me, man. I mean, you know I trust you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. uh, I can't wait wait for the review. I will read you before I read the Houston Chronicle. How about that? I'll keep you updated, brother. There we go. All right, guys. And other big freaking news. NFL draft talk over and big news. Got some big news here for you. The Rockets are facing off against the Timberwolves in a battle for the worst record in the league. Must see TV. Must see TV, baby. It's going to be a great game. All jokes aside, though, the Timberwolves are coming off back-to-back wins against the number one seed, Utah Jazz. Uh, And they're playing 500 ball over their past 13 games. And Great. Good yeah, stuff. Keep yeah, winning. Yeah, good stuff. Keep winning, Timberwolves. And why does that matter? Well, if Minnesota beats us tonight, they increase their winning percentage over four more bottom seeds, Detroit, Orlando, Oklahoma City, Cleveland. And if they jump any of those teams at all in the overall rankings, they lose their top three pick. And they lose it to Golden State. And that's huge for the Rockets. That's huge. Cade Cunningham, here we come, baby. Yeah, man. I mean, I think a loss tonight honestly solidifies not losing our first round draft pick in the trades. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I think there's only, I think I lost tonight's going to lock up those top four spots because then if it came down to some kind of crazy tiebreaker in the end, you know, you would lose that tiebreaker to Minnesota. Oh yeah. Most definitely. So that was the huge breaking news there on the Rockets front guys. Jose Altuve, (laughs) Jose Altuve played his first game in two weeks last night. Absolutely beasted it. Asho's got the win and we got exactly what we needed back out of our leadoff spot. Three for five, three hits, two runs scored, two RBIs, two stolen bases. And that's just exactly what we've been missing out of the leadoff spot the last couple of weeks. So hopefully uh, he stays hot, stays healthy, doesn't get COVID again, if that's possible. And I just wanted to read an interesting little stat here. 347, 342, 311, 308, 354, 292. Those are our one through six in the order. Those are their batting averages. And then let me read the last three for you. 177, 212, and 102. Uh, when we get to Kyle Tucker, Miles Straw, Martin Maldonado, we've got some issues in the lineup. And I feel like every time we get on some kind of rally, one of these guys is up to bat and they kill it. So hopefully these guys can come around, 
Our division is pretty close right now. I know we're only 23 games into this season, but it's looking like the AL West is going to come down to one or two game separation, and we need these divisional wins for tiebreakers. We need these divisional series, so hopefully these guys can pull their heads out of their butts and we'll win some games. Because uh, I think it's the year of the Mariners. It's the Well, I mean, don't look now, dude, but Oakland's the best team in baseball, and that's crazy to say, you know? So... You can sit here and say, and I've been saying it, the AL West is the worst division in baseball, man, but we've got a two and a half game separation from one to five in our division. So uh, we got this. Um, the, and I'm going to tell you straight up, the AL Central is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. And we've got the Mariners right now, and then we got the Rangers. So two divisional series back to back. We got to pull out some wins. We need to win the series. Two out of three, three out of four. We got to get it done because the, we, we go to New York after that, and we play the Yankees. And I, I'm excited to see that. All right. And so, you know, that's really all I had is about that. On the, a week, is that on a weekend or a weeknight? Uh, I think the series starts on a Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. So is that like, is that like something you would like go out with your friends or host people over and grill to watch Astros Yankees? Like, is that a big deal? Freaking right. In it's the regular big, season, in the middle, in the beginning of May? Most definitely. In the first 45 days of this season, I'm calling off work and cooking fajitas to watch the Astros versus Yankees. Yes, sir. Okay. Hmm. Why don't they play that later in the season? Like, I don't know. I like how the NFL does it where they schedule, like, the the first place teams against each other. Yeah. Right? And you always end up wrapping up playing, like, three straight games in your division in case there's a move in the standings. Yeah. And, like, if you're, you know, like, so, for instance, Kansas City will play Buffalo for sure next year because they both won their divisions. Oh, and yeah. Green Bay will play, I'm um, just trying to pull one out of my butt here, let's go to the Saints because they both won their divisions. I think the Saints won a division, didn't yeah. they? Or did the yeah, they did. But then all the second-place teams will play each other, right? Yeah. So, I, I just love how they do that matchup. And it, I feel like Major League Baseball – just has their regularly scheduled games, right? Rather than maybe having seven games, a four and a three game series between the Astros and the Yankees throughout the course of the year. Hey, give us three games up front. Give us four games like in the first week of August, right? Yeah. I don't know. It just be it would just be more fun to pair up teams like that and make them play seven games against each other rather than just having these three game sets in the middle of May. I would be more interested in Astros Yankees if the game was played on July 30th than May 5th. Yeah, so dude, May but 5th, I mean, there's I care about Jose Cuervo and Margarita mix. There's, okay? there's 162 games, man. And you know, they're in the same, they're in the same league. They're both in the American league. You're going to play them, you know, last right, season. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is what I am saying is I'd rather between division champions, um, did the did, did the A's win the division division last year? Yes, they did. Okay, so I, I'm just assuming if it would have been the Astros, if it's the A's, that's fine. But I'd rather see the Astros play the same caliber team that they played against last year for seven games out of a different division like that, yeah. rather than just three. Because these three games will be more interesting to me because I will want to see how do they look now and how will they look two months from now when they play four more games against the same team. I would look at the whole body of work. I have zero interest in watching the Yankees and the Astros unless it's raining outside here in the city of Houston. And yeah, I'll, I'll find a TV and go watch it somewhere. Since I can't get it on my MLB app, I will rip on the MLB app every single podcast. You suck until MLB they figure out to stop, stop to stop blocking out people in their cities. <laughs> 
Yeah, man, I agree. I, I see what you're saying. Uh, you know, last season, though, even though it was a shortened season, the Astros didn't even play the Yankees until the last week of the season, not one time, after beating right. them in the ALCS, you know? So it's... Right. It, it, I, I wasn't happy about that. Obviously, this is going to put the butts in the seats, guys. So this is what you want to see. And we didn't play them till the last week of the season last year. So I was a little mind-boggled by that, you know? I get it, though. And I, I get what you're saying. There's just so many games in baseball to go around man i it, it'd be a lot harder to do than it is with the nba or the nfl you did you go to minute Maid ballpark last week i did yes sir so what was the capacity uh so capacity was twenty thousand. did it get that full no absolutely not <laughs> not at all not even close and i went i always say that because it looked pretty packed on tv sunday and you know the reason why is because the way they're selling these tickets. Now, where I was at in section 153, 152, 153, and 154 were shoulder to shoulder, no spaced seating. Uh, you know, so you got probably 800 people, 900 people, maybe more, right there in that one little section. And then you've got three empty, completely empty sections. So I think it's the way they're selling the tickets. But I got in line at the concession stand three times and I walked right up, not one person in line. So that's how empty that's it was. Kind of, that's that's kind of awesome. That kind of makes it worth $9 of popcorn. Yeah, it, it made it feel like 2011 all over again, honestly. I did not stand <laughs> behind one person one time. That's how empty it was. And now let me tell you, I walked right into Minute Maid Park, walked right up, did not wait in one line. There was not one person in front of me, walked in, walked straight to the Nolan Ryan beef concession stand. And I said, ma'am, I want the oldest, greenest, driest hot dog you have please i need this for my nostalgia i need it for my mental health give me the nastiest chili cheese dog you have and it was the best thing i've eaten in like two years i'm not even gonna lie to you and i burped it up for two days yeah you know (laughs) did you put extra onions on it extra onions jalapenos mustard chili cheese and i scarfed it down it was all in my beard i don't don't know i don't know how you do it It must be you skinny people because i would have had that all over the front of my replica I did do dollar jersey. I know you got all that good. You got all that good wardrobe, man. I know you got it. I purposely wore some like cheap Walmart clothes because I knew I was gonna go ham on a fucking chili dog. Sorry, I just dropped the f bomb. Oops. Uh, no, nah, it was it was nice, man. It was fun. There was a like I said, there was probably a couple thousand people. I didn't wait in one line. It was a great atmosphere to be back, though. I got to watch Christian Javier pitch. 10 Ks. We got the dub. 8-2. to two. Albert Pujols, that was a foul ball, buddy, and you know it. I was sitting right under the foul pole. But anyway, man, it was a good time, dude. And so I'm excited baseball's back. I'm excited the NFL draft is coming up. I'm excited to watch the Rockets draft Cade Cunningham. So, you know, maybe things are on the uprise for Houston sports. All right, guys. Who's hit more home runs against the Astros all time? It's got to be Albert Pujols. <laughs> it has be. to be. That, that's a good research question for you to figure out. Well, I can figure that out really quick. Huh. How many home runs has Albert Pujols hit in Minute Maid Park? It's got to be like 80. Let's figure it out. Lance, you still there? All right, I lost Lance, guys. The answer to the question is Albert oh, Pujols. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on. There we go. Yeah. What you got? He has hit, well, this article was written in 2019. As of 2019, he has 35 career home runs inside of Minute Maid Park. 
Inside Minute Maid Park alone? Yeah, just inside Minute Maid Park, 35 career home runs out of his 660. So, I mean, you know, let's do the math there. <laughs> I think that's like that's like 6% of his career home runs are inside of Minute Maid Park. You know, and that's – Yeah, I was right. 6% of his career home runs are inside of Minute Maid Park. And that's why I cannot stand the guy, and he just will not go away. That's why I think he's the best ever. He's one of them. All right, Houston, uh, we're going to wrap this up. As always, find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Houston Holla, Twitter, at Holla Houston, and HoustonHolla.Buzzsprout.com. Oh, I wanted to give a shout-out to Ethan Winkler and all of his listeners and followers because the amount of downloads and just – Hyper local super support we got from that interview is absolutely through the roof. And I just want to say thank you guys for all the sharing, all the listening. And I, I love that kid, man. He was awesome. Tough as nails. And just shout out to everybody involved with Ethan in his life that gave us shout outs on Facebook and that shared our post, man. It went through the roof. That's awesome. And we're going to keep bringing those kind of interviews to you guys. we got a big one coming up, hopefully, in a couple of weeks. I'm not going to say any names, but you guys just stick around, and we're going to bring some good stuff to you. Yeah, we're going to keep working hard to uh, make this a great show every time we come onto your phone, your car, maybe your iPad, you know, maybe while you're working out or driving around the country. <laughs> Lance, we lost you again. All right, man, we're going to wrap this up, dude. Uh, thank yep, you, thank Houston. Holla, guys. Love you. Hugs and high fives. Hugs and high fives. Love your neighbors, guys. See you later, Houston.